Welcome to Let's Get Twy Hearted, Twy Harder, New Moon, Chapter 3, Footnotes. Uh, <laughs> God, I love the long titles with mu- the multi-colon titles. <laughs> um, wow, it feels like it's been forever since I've recorded one of these because it's been a pretty long time. Um... The last time I recorded a footnote was probably middle of January, and now it's close to the... It's after the middle of February. But, um... It's good to be recording again. I I was about to say it's good to be back, but we didn't go anywhere. We just have a slow release schedule, just due to time constraints. I've been having some more interaction with uh, fans of the show, and that's great. I love it. Um, People have found that a good way to get in contact with me is to message the Facebook page. Um, I I will respond. I've had two people that I've had an ongoing dialogue with. Um, Both of them found the show independently uh, via iTunes and things like that than coming from the Popular Outcasts uh, family. And uh, both of them were wondering where they could find the first book. And my, uh, my wonderful co-host, Bill, has informed me that it is, he's still working on it. Um, he does a lot, a lot of work for the podcast network and <laughs> getting the twi- first Twy Hearted book released... Um, is lower on the totem pole than a lot of other things. But we trust us. We are working on it. It will be in iTunes um, as a comedy album before 2015 for sure. Um, I'd love it to be in quarter one of 2014. So... As I was listening to this month's Toy Hearted, I noticed we were saying the phrase feminist icon a lot. And uh, that's a reference to Stephanie Myers um, referring to Bella as a feminist icon. And now you're about to listen to me, a <laughs> white male talk about feminism for a little while, so I'm going to throw this out there, I get it, I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a woman, I will never know, I understand that, um, I consider myself a male feminist, um, but I do not in any way pretend to have the same opinion, uh, to be able to even conceive of the same opinions as a, as a woman in this world. Um, so I'll leave it at that. I, I do not, I do, I'm not telling ladies how it is as a male feminist. I just want to get that clear. Um, I'm going to have to 
disagree with Stephanie Myers on Bella being a feminist icon. And it's not... It's not because of all the goofy, silly reasons we give. Like, ah, oh, she's dumb, and eh, she doesn't care about people, and eh, da, da, It's not due to my sheer dislike of the character. But her actions are not those of a feminist character. Um, it is shown multiple times in the book, in the books that I've listened to, that she considers it her responsibility to take care of her father. To cook, to do dishes, to clean, all that stuff. And while you can still be a feminist and choose to do those things, again, it's not something I would label feminist icon. I think that's I think that's what I was trying to say uh, earlier with the uh, I'm not arguing what is feminism that because that's that is in no way my place but I think I can argue to you my listeners whether the character of Bella who I've put far more time and energy into than I would care to admit could, in my mind, be considered a feminist icon. Alright, that makes me feel a little less ooky. I'm not saying what is and isn't a feminist. I'm saying why I think Bella Swan, the character from the Twilight series, is not a, air quotes, feminist icon. So, she... She dotes over her father. She's got... And it's never... It's... He never asks. It's never really stated that he is like he is obviously capable of taking care of himself. She was out of the house for years, but it is just an assumed fact in her mind that she is doing these things for him. And so there there's one. That's and that's not even Edward isn't even in the picture. Bella's self-image is really, really awful. Really awful. She only talks about how plain she is. How, how, uh, uh, like, just how all these negative things, how clumsy she is, how it's, and it's always in comparison to pretty much Edward. Her, the man. Her man. All she does Whenever she evalu- self-evaluates, it is how she is not as good as Edward. Through an, an entire book, and now through most uh, through the first three, four chapters of this book, that's whenever she self-evaluates herself, it's it's negative, and once Edward's in the picture, it's negative and how she's worse than Edward. Not that is these are not qualities that I 
would consider a feminist icon. And <laughs> we, we got a little carried away with it in uh, chapter 3. And it was to the point where whenever she did something ridiculous, like when she, she, li- she literally goes catatonic due to a man leaving. And I'm not here to say that feminists don't feel bad during breakups and things along those lines. Like, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. But a, a, a feminist icon, in my personal opinion, would not mentally shut down because a boy left her. That just... (laughs) To me... That doesn't seem like a, a bullet point on a list of character traits that the head... The header of said bulleted list is feminist icon. She talks about... The... It's implied that the only reason she doesn't commit suicide after he leaves is she promised him he wouldn't. She considers herself her life over. Absolutely over. Because a boy left. And I get, I get it, I get it. Breakups are hard, especially when you, when your Greek god statue of a man leaves you because you are too frail, whatever. I get it. But her, she, she has a mental breakdown on the spot, and a little, little spoiler alert. Chapter 4, she spends four months in pretty much a gray zone. It's... So, I guess, kind of, my point with this little footnote was, when we say in the podcast when we go feminist icon it's not it's one absolutely not poking fun at feminism in no way Um, I consider myself a male feminist and I'm proud of that and whether or not you agree that there can be male feminists doesn't bother me Um, that's what I consider myself I know that Mike and Bill um Uh, Wow. I know that Mike and Bill also um, are in line with me on that. I don't know if they actively consider themselves male feminists. I can't speak for them. But I know that we agree on many points. So we are absolutely not poking fun at feminism. Um, We are poking fun at the character and we're 
most definitely poking fun at the author, Stephanie Myers, for insisting that Bella is a strong feminist icon. And, like, I'm still trying to figure out, and it would have been wise of me to research that, but I didn't. So, there you go. But, um, speculating's more fun anyway. I'm guessing that her her vision, her in her eyes, the way Bella is a feminist icon is because over the period of four books, she really wants to be a vampire and then becomes one. But, like, her, her biggest goal, like... The, the thing that drives her existence is to succumb to her man. That is her, the biggest motivator of all of her actions is to submit to Edward and become his vampire bride. That is her absolutely tippy top of her list to me doesn't really scream feminist icon so I feel that feminist icon is going to become another one of those things in this show Um, it's going to become like 100 miles an hour it's going to become like Charlie Swan just something that is repeated ad nauseum. It's going to become an inside joke of sorts. And it's basically going to be shorthand for calling Stephanie Myers out at moments where Bella is really not fulfilling her role as feminist icon. Um, so I, I think that that was really my, my broadest point for this footnote was the phrase feminist icon is going to be thrown around a lot, I feel, um, in this series. And I wanted to kind of solidify what I meant by it. (laughs) One of these footnotes, after a chapter that doesn't have a whole lot of events in it, I'm definitely going to go back and analyze some of the running jokes the 100 miles an hour, um, the, uh, that's the one that comes to mind at the moment, uh, yesterday's pizza, um, things along those lines. Because I feel like we're only three chapters in, and some of this, some of the uh, portions of the episodes have got to be absolutely indistinguishable because we're having fits over inside jokes on episodes you've never heard. So, someday soon, I hope to touch on that. But thank you for listening to my rambling about feminism. (laughs) This has been Jeffrey Kunkel, your host of Let's Get Twihearted, Why Harder, New Moon, Chapter 3, Footnotes, Feminist Icon. Please 
go to vampiresa2z.com. That's vampiresatoz.com and visit some of our links. Click on click on the Amazon banner. Do some shopping. Send some money to the the by the way of the popular outcasts to put into more great shows like this one. Like us on Facebook. Um, I I am the only one that has access to the Let's Get Twihearted Facebook account. I guarantee you I'll interact with you. It may only be liking the comment you make on the status, uh, but it could be day-long conversations. Um, that so reach out to me. I will reach out. I will reach it back out to you. Um, you know, someday, I hope this podcast has so many listeners that I'm unable to reach out to uh, and communicate with every single fan that communicates with me. But for now, I'll talk to you. Absolutely. Like us on Facebook. Hop on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe. We We have people organically finding the podcast. There are people finding this podcast who have not heard of any of the other podcasts I am in or help produce. And that's stellar. And that's because of people like you guys who have already rate, reviewed, and subscribed. Do that if you want more people to find this podcast. Thank you very much. And I will see you in March with Chapter 4. Dude. Yeah. Yeah.